Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. The German-Jewish Dilemma, the story of the Hochfeld family from the 18th century to today, is a traveling exhibition that is currently on at the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center. It explores the story of the Hochfeld family from the 18th century until the present and reveals the challenges and achievements of Jewish families in small German towns. Jürgen Scheffler, the director of the Lemcho Municipal Museum and the Frankel House Memorial, gave the keynote address at the opening of the exhibition. He joins me now to tell me about that. But also joining me are the Hochfeld cousins, Gidon and Stephen Hochfeld. Welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Um, Thank you. Jürgen, perhaps we can start with you. What was your key message at the Holocaust Center? So I tried to share two thoughts with the audience. The first one was that I wanted to tell uh, about the um, opening of the memorial, Frankel House, about uh, 30 years ago. It was in 1988. And it was opened in a house which formerly belonged to a Jewish family in Lemgo up to 1942. From these family, m- most members were deported to Theresienstadt ghetto, murdered there or in Auschwitz. And there were two survivors, a daughter called Kala Ravi. She came back to Lemgo in 1945. Uh, went to Israel in 1949, and in 1986 she got in contact with uh, people from the town of Lemgo, her hometown again, and she was asked to tell about her biography and about the fates of her family. And she wrote a manuscript in only three or four months in Israel, it was sent to Lemgo. She wrote it in German. It was sent to Lemgo and published there in 1986. It was called Survival, the story of the Jewish Frankel family from Lemgo. And this was like a taboo-breaking book because it was the first report of a Holocaust survivor of that area and that town. And so in 1988, the town of Lemgo bought um, her, the house of the family and opened this memorial. And from that time on, we did a lot of projects. And one of these projects in 2017 was an exhibition called To Leave or to Stay. It, it, it uh, introduced the story of the Hochfeld family. And this was the second part of my uh, talk yesterday to give a short overview about the, uh, on these exhibition. And uh, to do this, we have got a lot of documents, photographs from the family, from South Africa, from England. And uh, the opening of the exhibition in Lemgo, it's a small town, 40,000 inhabitants in northwestern Germany, the opening was accompanied by a family reunion from the Hochfeld family. Members came, five, 59 members came from all over the world, from seven countries, five continents. They met in Lemgo, and uh, they stayed for the opening ceremony there. And when after it, it had fin, it was finished. Steve 
Offeld had the idea this should not be the end. We should continue. It should become a process. And maybe he, we will, can bring it to Johannesburg, to the Holocaust and, Hel and Genocide Center. And that is what happened. So we could open the exhibition yesterday in the Holocaust and Genocide Center. So, Stephen, how did you get to Jürgen and the museum, Jürgen? That's quite a long story, which I told yesterday. What really happened, happened it was our 30th anniversary in 1996, and our kids were traveling overseas. We've got three daughters. At that time, um, none of them were married. The one had a partner whom she's now married to, and they were traveling. And our eldest daughter was working in, or studying in London, I don't remember. And we decided, my wife decided she wanted to go to Italy for her anniversary. And I said, once we're in Italy, I'd like to meet all the children in Lemgo. They've never seen the town. It's really a very attractive place. Uh, 14th, 15th century buildings which have been restored. It's really beautiful. Um, and that's where my dad came from, where he was born. And my mother had some family from there as well. So we drove to Lemgo from Hanover, which is about 90 minutes southwest of Hanover. And when we got there, um, I said to them all, I seem to recall there's a Jewish museum here. I'd read it somewhere. And I also seem to recall it's only open on a Thursday. So it was a Thursday. So I said, let's just have something to eat and let's go to the museum. So we wandered into the old city, found the museum, walked in, and I wandered ahead. And I said to them all, come and look here. Come and look at this. They all thought, why is he so impatient? Anyway, they came, and there on the wall was our family tree, the Hockfeld family tree, which we had hanging at home. And next to it was a story of the Hockfeld family, which told where they came from. My grandfather was a horse dealer. And then um, Heinz Hockfeld emigrated to Palestine at the time, and he was Gidon's father. And Ernst Hockfeld emigrated to South Africa. And uh, Lottie Hochfeld and her family ended up uh, in the Holocaust, so they never made it out of Germany. So we were quite stunned, and my eldest daughter hadn't been able to come that day. She was supposed to come, but couldn't come that day, so she was only coming that evening. So there was a guard sitting in the corner, and I said to him, can we come tomorrow? My daughter's coming tomorrow. And he said, I'm sorry, the museum's closed tomorrow. So I said, no, no. This is my family. Can you bring the key? I'm very happy to pay for any costs or if I can. He said, I'm not going to be in town, but I'll go and ask the lady. We had no idea who the lady was. So he disappears and he comes back again and he says, I went upstairs. The lady's upstairs and she'll come and talk to you. So she comes down and could have been my mother or one of her friends. And I said, ich heiße Steve Hochfeld von Südafrika. And she stared at me, didn't say a word. I thought, I wonder if she heard me. So I repeated, Ich heiße Steve Hochfeld von Südafrika. And she points to the walls where all her families mentioned, Dieser Hochfeld, Dieser Hochfeld. I said, yes. And she said, but I knew your family. I knew your grandmother. My mother called me to go and help her when they took her away. 
this is a grandmother I've never met. You've got to come for a coffee. <coughs> so we went upstairs, and it was like a time warp. It was like walking into my parents' study. Uh, the coffee she gave us, they made it in the same way my parents made it. The orange cake with chocolate was the same. Um, and only then she said, I said, but who are you? She said, don't you realize this used to be my house before the war? And her name was initially Carla Frankel, which is the Frankel Museum where we were. So it was the museum was downstairs and she lived upstairs. And she married a man called Carl They went to live in Israel. There's a lot more to tell you about her life, but I think maybe that's uh, not relevant right now. But the main point is she's, uh, I want to take you around the town tomorrow. And she took us to the cemetery. She took us to the various houses that the Hochfeld family lived in. And she took us to meet Jürgen. And that was how we met Jürgen. I'd never heard of Jürgen before. And, I mean, it's quite fascinating that Jürgen had done this history, this exhibition, probably without even realizing. No, no, how, that just came afterwards. Oh, that came afterwards. Yes. So once we were in touch, um, the, the next, and uh, we visited once or twice thereafter with family from Israel, and we had tours from Jürgen. And then I had a whole lot of papers, which when my dad died, I helped my mother clear out the uh, study. And... I discovered, I was about 40 then, um, I discovered letters I'd never seen before where he writes to the various countries in Southern Africa, South Africa, Northern Rhodesia, Southern Rhodesia, Tanganyika, German East Africa, um, Kenya, to try and get visas for the family, which was um, his sister Lottie and her husband and their child, and for two grandmothers, for my, my, two, my, my maternal grandmother and my paternal grandmother. And... The key one for me was a letter from one of the authorities, which is actually showing in the museum, where everybody refused them visas. This particular one said, yes, you can have a visa if you pay a thousand pounds. Well, I'm not sure if he was even earning anything at that time, but if he was, I think his first salary was about five pounds a month. It was completely economically impossible. And um, at the time, the Holocaust Museum hadn't really started. So I actually wrote an email to Jürgen and said, I've got all these papers. I don't want them, my children to find them and wonder what they are. Are you interested? So he said yes. So I sent him two cardboard boxes or three cardboard boxes of papers. And he found up and he said, look, there's enough material here for an exhibition. <laughs> so that took him a couple of years to put that together. And that took place in uh, April of 2017. And that's, of course, where, as he told you, I said, no, we've got to bring that to Johannesburg. And that's what we did. So let's bring Giron into the conversation here. Um, Giron, you, you obviously Israeli. Did you know about the, your own history and what Stephen was doing, or did that come later? Uh, I know quite a lot because we are in a very good connection always. We, his Steve's father and my father were brothers and in very, very good uh, relationship. And uh, all the time uh, we were uh, connected. We had a, a very close. Yes. Uh, in uh, my parents' house, my parents' home, 
there was a picture. The picture of their home at Germany. The homes where they married, where they lived, and where their, the, my grandmother used to live, and all the family. Uh, I, from, uh, when I remember myself, I remember me looking to this, this picture. When my parents uh, passed away, the picture moved to our home, and uh, it's still there. Thirty years ago, uh, my wife and me were visiting a cousin of her in uh, the Netherlands. And uh, the cousins one day suggested to join him. To uh, He had uh, some business in Germany to come with him to Germany. From the, for, before that, I could not think even to visit Germany. It was very difficult for me. I could not do it. But after a lot of hesitation, I decided he say, he, uh, to go with him because he said we will go through Lemgo. So we went. We arrived to the, to the town that Steve uh, said, uh, described uh, before. Beautiful uh, small town. And we arrived to the market. There is also a family story about the market, but I knew that from the market there is a beginning of the main, the street that called Mittelstraße, the main street, and there the must be the house of the Hochfelds. I didn't remember the number, so we walk from the market to the, in the Mittelstraße, and uh, we looked from one side to the other, maybe we will see the house. And after quite a long walking, because the number is 101 or something, yeah. or maybe more, so it, we have quite a distance to go, we suddenly saw the house. It was exactly as it was in the picture. Even the creeper, it called? Creeper. Yes, was in, already there. I was there, I look, looked, and I was so emotion. Mm-hmm. I began to tremble. And I had also the opportunity to go in because it was now a, a rest, small restaurant there. So we went in, the same windows, we have pictures of my parents there. The same, you cannot imagine how I, I was in motion. That is, is a connection to this house. That, that is our connection to this house. And the uh, connection to the family, it's always remind me my grandmother that I never met her and my aunt and the, the, her husband the, that he also was relative from the other side of the family and their small daughter. She was, uh, when she was, I think, uh, three or four three when, four. when they were sent to, to the east at first to to a, a school in the area and near Hanover and then to Ghetto Varsha and from Ghetto Varsha 
I think, to Auschwitz. Hmm. So, I mean, the, ex- the title of the exhibition is To Leave or to Stay. And I wonder, Jürgen, if you can say, to what extent is the Hochfeld family a typical German-Jewish family and their history representing maybe thousands of Jews in Germany? So I wouldn't say thousands of Jews, but the family history is in one and another way typical. They were living as so-called protected Jews in a small village in the late 18th, early 19th century when they had, they had to take German surnames in the beginning of the 19th century and they choose the name Hochfeld, which means high field. In this small village, it's called Bega, there's still a place named the High Field, so they refer to this. And when they had the possibility, the chance uh, to move to Lemgo, they did it in the midst of the 19th century. So one of the ancestors called Samson Hofeld, he was the first Jew to be admitted civil rights in the town of Lemgo. And they did it for better chances in, in economic and social conditions, but also for having the chance to get a better education for their children. And when they've been there, they started a horse trading business, and between, between the generations, they tried to do some other business. Some members of a family opened an earthenware factory. They opened a tropical fruit import uh, took tropical fruit from Sicily in southern Germany, brought them to Lemgo, and this group up this business. And so one part of the family decided Lemgo must not be the town where we want to stay. They mm-hmm. lived for a metropolis in Germany at that time for Hamburg, and they did their business too. And then the family, the grandfather and grandmother of Steve and Gidon, this family stayed in Lemgo, continuing with the horse trading business. So this is in one or other way typical for Jews living in rural places in 18th, 19th century Germany. And then in the, tw- 19, in the 20th century, after the rise of power of the Nazis, everyone had to decide what to do, where, would, where we will have chances for a new and better life than in Germany. And these decisions were very, very individually taken. So the story of Gidon's family is different from that of Steve's. But all the fathers and the mothers took this decision, we have to leave Germany in time. And what Steve told about his aunt and her family, uh, Arnold Ahrensberg, who was married to Lotte Hofer, the sister, of Ernst and Heinz. He was a very successful businessman in a small town called Rindeln. And he didn't want to leave this place. They even had built a new family home, I think, in 1935, 1936. And so when they took the decision to leave, they couldn't do it anymore. They didn't get the a license from immigration authorities all over the world. And it was too late for them. And in 1942, they were uh, taken to Alem and from there to the Warsaw Ghetto and were killed. So we're going to take a short break here. And after the break, we're going to look a little bit at the exhibition and also about your family reunion and what it meant for you. Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. 
am talking to uh, Jürgen Scheffler, who is the director of the Lemko Municipal Museum and the Frankel House Memorial, as well as the cousins, Gidon and Steve Hochfeldt, about the exhibition that is currently on at the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center. Um, Steve and Gidon, recently you had a family reunion with a growing number of members of the family that you'd never met. Maybe you can just tell me a little bit about that. Initiative... It's right. The <laughs> my English is not so bad. The initiative to the meeting began with Steve. He is the force of all the things that happened. Uh, when he decided uh, or uh, suggested that we will come, he maybe thought that I will come, maybe my brother. But uh, when we heard about it, we quite quickly decided that we will t- take all the family. And Steve also wrote to other members of the family, not so far from other uh, branches, and many, many of them uh, came. I think Steve will speak about it better, because also because he's better English, English and he was uh, <laughs> the initiator <laughs> the catalyst so what uh, as I said to you that I sent all these papers to Jürgen and he put the exhibition together from those papers and from other research he had done he knows a lot more about the wider family than, than certainly I do and has been studying it for a long time and um, I had invited the cousins from Israel and my daughters, two daughters living overseas, not much wider than that. And then my daughter in London said, well, what about Wilfred Hockfield? They changed their name to Hockfield. Nobody can say the CH, the South African or German CH in um, in England. And I hadn't thought of him. So he's 91 or 92, was at the time. And I sent him an email just saying, you may be interested in this, not expecting him to react and the next morning I had a phone call and he said, I'm coming. He said, I am, I said, are you, I must have asked him, are you okay to come? He said, I am coming. I don't care how I get there. I'm coming. And I've passed it on to my sons. They're coming, uh, with their children. I've passed it on my sister. His sister lived in Sweden for many, many years. Uh, she's coming. My daughter who lives in Sweden, she's, and suddenly, as Jürgen said, we were 59, and they sent it to people in the United States who'd even changed their names. There's one lady from Buffalo, near Buffalo, New York, and she traveled and changed and changed 80 something years old, and she came. So it just, yes, I was the, maybe the catalyst, but it grew on its own. It, it was fantastic. And then Jürgen, I think that Jürgen's last question for you would be putting the exhibition together and the traveling, it's now a traveling exhibition. What, what do you hope to achieve with the exhibition? So for us, of course, it was very exciting to have the possibility to bring an ab- exhibition abroad. So the exhibition includes 40 panels and it's uh, about the story of the family, but we try to include other aspects of political, social life of Jews in that area. And uh, 
There is, uh, we expect to bring it to the Holocaust and Genocide Centers to Cape Town and maybe to Durban too. And I'm very excited what will happen because in the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center, they will invite uh, students and pupils and uh, work with them in the exhibition. And as already has been mentioned, it has quite actual aspects, question of migration, of immigration, how to find one's place in a new country you have never been before, which chances you will have, and all these things. And the, others is, the other aspect is how we, we three came together. We had a tour in Soweto last year, last year, week, and we met there a guide, and one of the first questions she asked to me was, how do you as German travel together with a Jewish South African and a guest from Israel? How did it happen? And I explained this to her. I, I told, talked about the, told her about the exhibition. And this is an, a very, very exciting and emotional experience for me. And when I will be back, in Germany and in Lemgo, I will tell about this experience. And so I hope it's really not ended. It will go on. The process will go on. And I have no doubt you're still going to find some more cousins that you haven't yet met. And uh, their stories still need to be told. Well, um, all three of you, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for telling me about the exhibition. I have seen it. But if you would like to see it, you have to go off to the Johannesburg Holocaust and Genocide Center. And the exhibition is on the second floor. So please do go past and have a look. Thank you very much.